Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Today's podcast is the Q&A that followed the message on James 4, 13 through 17, and there were only two questions. Number one, how can you encourage someone without running the risk of making them more self-centered? Interesting question, huh? And number two, should we fake it till we make it when it comes to claiming we prefer God's will over our own will? Okay, that's a great question. So you see someone who's down the dumps, or they're having trouble, or they're discouraged, and you're trying to encourage them, but how do you do that without making them think this is their party? Maybe that's why they're in the dumps, is because they think it's their party. And so if you just say, well, you know, you got this, I love this about you, and you got this, and this thing, and this, and you're just trying to make them feel better, but you don't want to, you don't want to push them into that error. That's a great question. Um, I would say that, you know, we need to learn I saw this uh, video series the other day, an advertisement for a video series, say uh, how to, it was a six-part Bible study on how to encourage one another from Scripture. I don't know if it's any good. I tried to look it up and it wouldn't work. But, but just the title is a great title. How, just think, how to encourage one another from Scripture. What we need to do, the way to avoid encouraging people the wrong way and to do it the right way is, number one, you do it from Scripture because Scripture won't point them in the wrong direction. And number two, just make sure it's always focused in, on God. You're trying to put their attention on God. So somebody says, ah, I blew it. I'm so bad at this stuff, and I'm such a lame person, and I'm just a loser and everything. Avoid the temptation of saying, oh, no, no, you're not. You're pretty good at that. You know, you're, you know. Instead of that, just say, look at God. If, if you're disappointed in yourself, stop looking at yourself. Look at God, because look at these 10,000 reasons to take delight in God. Praise God, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be great at this and great at that and all that stuff. And and take that burden off their shoulders and t- instead of just trying to convince them that stuff that they know is not even true anyway, that they're, they're Superman. Okay. All right. So that sounds like fake it till you make it. If you, say, if you just say it even though your heart doesn't believe it, then that, that just doesn't seem honest. Like, it seems like you're faking it. It's not faking it any more than it was faking it when that guy said to Jesus, Jesus, I believe, help my unbelief. If you don't believe it at all, then it would be disingenuous for you to say it. But a lot of times we sort of believe things, right? We believe it in our head. We believe it to some degree. We just don't believe it as much as we wish we believed it. Like, there's nothing I believe as much as I wish I believed it, right? Everything that I believe in the Bible, I wish I had stronger faith in. So it's possible to believe in degrees. And so when I say, I believe this is true, but I want a greater confidence of it, all I'm doing is the same thing that psalmist was doing, saying, okay, my life is a hand breath, I know that, but Lord, impress on me that my life is a mist. You know, um, Make me understand it more. Make me believe it more. So when I say, I'm going to do that if the Lord wills, there's part of me that's expressing something I believe, and there's another part of me that's saying, that's reminding, that needs to be reminded Okay, you need to believe that, you know, simultaneously. Yeah, I think it, you, you, you run into a hardship. You're driving down the road, you get a flat tire, and at that moment you're pulling over, thump, 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 you know, to the side, and you say, what do you, what, what do you want me to do, God? Do you want me to 
uh, swear and cuss and get all upset, kick, kick the flat tire? Obviously not. <laughs> so what do you want? What do you want? And uh, it, it wouldn't be that wouldn't take that much of a theological uh, genius to figure out. Oh, probably what he wants is for me to take care of this problem with wisdom and grace and a humble attitude that uplifts the people around me. Pretty pretty safe guess, right, that that's God's will. And that's great because then when you get the tire fixed and you uh, you wipe off your hands, you get back in the car and you're driving off a half an hour later, instead of thinking, ah, this lost a half an hour, you're thinking, hey, I did it. Right? I accomplished God's will. I asked God what his will was. He let me know. I did it. Awesome. Victory. Uh, so it gives you a whole, whole different outlook on your trial. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of James. 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. And if you like listening on your phone, get our free mobile app. Install the Church One app from the Play Store and select Food for Your Soul. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.